Welcome back to the Evidence for Faith courses with Michael Lane. If you are enjoying our content and would like to hear more courses just like this one, you can become a donor at evidenceforfaith.org give. That's evidence, the number four, faith.org give. And while you are on the website, make sure to check out our other events and bookings. Our next big event is the Marine Biology Adventure Course for ages 14 and up. This introductory level marine biology course includes a variety of hands-on experiences and close encounters with God's creation. This is one of the most budget-friendly marine biology programs in the country and the only one with a core Christian foundation. To find out more about this program, visit evidenceforfaith.org slash marinebiology or check the events tab on the website. You can find these links and more in the description below. Thank you for listening and enjoy the course. Hello there and welcome to Evidence for Faith. So glad you're joining me today as we continue our study on abiding in God. Abide with me. And this is the second lesson in this series. And this one today is called Grafted in God. Grafted in God. It's your host, Michael Lane, with you. And I'm so glad you're joining me. So let's get into this um, this lesson today. But first, I want to pray to ask the Holy Spirit to to do the teaching. You don't want to get stuck with me just doing the teaching. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time, and I just ask that you bless each person who is listening, and that your Spirit, Lord, will take your word here and the words you've given me, and just let them just grow inside the person and help them to understand that, Lord, not just giving them head knowledge, but that they can apply this to their lives to draw closer to you and further your kingdom for that. So we ask for your blessing in Jesus' name and for his kingdom and glory. Amen. Grafted in God. Let's read the passage first. I want to go back over the passage. It's John 15, verses 1 through 11 in this second lesson in this series. But I want to read the whole paragraph here just to begin with. And it begins by, and this is out of the English Standard Version. I am uh, reading this from, so let's follow along. If, if you have your Bibles, open them up and follow along with me. That's great. I love if you do that. But I know some of you can't possibly do that because you're at work or whatever. Maybe doing something really busy and you need both hands or whatever. So you can just listen as we go along. John 15, 1 through 11. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he bears, or he prunes, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Now, in the first lesson, we learned about being in a relationship with a holy God. Jesus tells us ten times in this passage to remain in God. We learned that in this type of relationship, we will benefit by having joy and eternal life. But God benefits also because he gets great glory. Now, another phrase that John uses in this passage is, I am the vine, you are the branches. The result, if we remain with God, like a branch attached to a trunk, we will produce much fruit. If we aren't remaining or connected to the trunk, we can do nothing. In this lesson, that's what we're going to look at. If we aren't remaining to the trunk, no, we have to be attached to the trunk. So let's get into this. But to begin with, I want to tell you a story. Oh, this is embarrassing to a degree. I don't, if my, I have two sisters, um, and I don't know if they're, um, if they ever listen to these podcasts and stuff, but if they do, I'm not sure they even know this story. But um, let me tell you something um, of my mischievous past. You see, years ago, when I was about 10 or 11 years of age, I went with my father to the house he grew up in down in uh, southern Illinois and visited his mother, my granny. Well, my dad wanted to collect a few trees from the yard he played in as a boy. We walked around the homestead, and he spotted three small trees. Now, all these trees were about two feet tall. Uh, two were maples. Uh, one was a white oak tree. He carefully dug them up, wrapped them in wet paper towels and cloth, bagged them and brought them back to our house 300 miles away where I helped him plant them in our front yard. Everything sounds innocent so far, which it is. Well, <clears throat> one day about a year or two later, I not exactly remember when this happened, but I had a lot of friends over to play baseball in the front yard. Now, my dad did not allow me to play baseball in the front yard because of these trees, but mm, I chose to disobey him. After all, both he and my mother were at work. Uh, my brother and my sisters were gone, and I was home alone right there. That's the recipe for a disaster just waiting to happen. Well, during the game, a guy was running and stepped on one of the maple trees, breaking it. Uh, it, breaking its trunk near the ground. I panicked and immediately told everyone, we're done playing, and I sent them all home. While everyone was gone, I stood there by the broken tree, thinking of all the horrors my dad could do to me. <laughs> you see, he served in the U.S. Navy during World War II and after. Um, he was a member of the underwater demolition team, UDT, which today they call these SEALs. He was a very tough man. Then I remembered, standing there in fear, I remembered something that was in my science book. My science teacher talked about one day at school. It was called grafting. <clears throat> now, I, I couldn't remember all the details to it, but I could picture perfectly in my mind the image of how you graft. Um, a, a branch onto a tree. So 
I thought, I've got nothing else to lose but my life. I'm going to try this. So I went inside the house, and I got a sharp knife, and then came out and cut the broken trunk right there at the soil into a V where the break had occurred. I next took the knife and took the broken stem now, the, the piece that's broken off, and I fashioned it into a pointy V at its broken end. Then I put the two together, and I saw that they fit perfectly. But as soon as I let go, it fell. So I ran into the house and got a spool of black thread from my mother's sewing kit. And I wrapped the two cut ends together. I put them together and wrapped the thread over and over and over, using up the whole spool of black thread all around this, going above and below the graft, uh, trying to make it as stable as I could. Seeing it wasn't super stable, that I thought, well, the winds are going to you know, play havoc with this. I went back into the house and I got a candle out. Running back outside with some matches, kneeling next to the small tree, I lit the candle and melted the wax around it, around the threads and the break to seal it. Yeah, the hot wax was hot on my hands, but that wouldn't be half as hot as my bottom would be if my dad found out. So I'm waxing this thing, just totally covering it in wax, and then I put dirt on top of that and everything, sort of disguising it. I piled up grass clippings and some soil right around the graft, and I thought, well, that's the best I can do. We'll see what happens. And I never told my dad about this, never told anyone. And the thing is, he never noticed. Time passes. 30 years later, I was helping my uh, mom and dad move from this house down to Florida. And just before we left for the airport, I walked around the yard with my dad, reminiscing about the many events that had happened in the house and in the yard. As we neared the now very large maple tree, he paused, looking at the tree, and he said, you know, this tree is beautiful, but it always had a weird-looking base to it. Look how the base is so swollen. I guess it must have got some type of an infection or something happened to it years ago. <laughs> I started to laugh. <laughs> I said, Dad, I can explain that swollen trunk. Then I proceeded to tell him what happened that fateful day of playing baseball in the yard and how I grafted the tree after it was broken. He had such a shocked expression on his face as he shook his face from side to side. And then he said, I never would have thought that. I guess you're too old to spank now. <laughs> well, in my case, with my dad's maple tree, I grafted, successfully grafted, that broken trunk and the stem part back into place. And it grew, although it was swollen there at the break. I really didn't know what I was doing, but it worked. I just had this image in my mind of the science book. But grafting is a very important technique. They use it in greenhouses and nurseries quite often today. Tree surgeons use it to repair damaged and sick, sick trees. Specialists can even make what appears to be really bizarre trees today. Have you ever heard of a single apple tree that grows five different types of apples on it? I have. Matter of fact, I purchased one. I did. I purchased one when I was working at a Christian camp in the Northwoods of Wisconsin to use for lessons. It produced... It was claimed to produce five different types of apples on it, and it did. Branches from other apple trees, different types of apple trees, different varieties, were grafted onto the main trunk of this tree. And this tree 
It's still there today. It's still this past summer. It had over 100 apples on it. This tree produces red and golden delicious apples, Macintosh, Cortland's, Granny Smith apples uh, also. Five different types of apples grow on this tree. And as long as they will keep it pruned and um, take care of it, it will probably continue producing five different varieties of apples. You know, I've even cruised seed companies uh, with their catalogs and have seen trees for sale that are bizarre. Um, one I remember watching and looking at um, in an advertisement had a type of um, pear tree, but it had two different varieties of pears. They had grafted a different per variety, like an Anjou and a Bartlett, on the same tree. I've also seen advertisements for a single tree that this company called the Fruit Salad Tree. Maybe you've heard of this one. It has peaches, nectarines, apricots, and two different varieties of plums, all on the one tree. Some companies down south, I've even seen in advertisements around Florida, that they sell a single tree with five different varieties of citrus fruits on it. Different apples, grapefruit, lemon, and lime. You see, all this is based upon grafting, taking a branch and attaching it to the main trunk. Now, there's different methods they use in grafting. Uh, some of these have been used actually going back all the way to biblical times. It's not a new science. It's a very old science. It surprises me that more people don't know how to do this. Let's return to John now, after having that example, and read again a small portion of what Jesus said that John records. I want to look at verses 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. You see, if a tree limb is cut off from the trunk, it can't grow. It can't make fruit. It just lies there, dries out, and becomes firewood. There's no way for it, once it's detached, to get water and minerals from the soil. Even if you just stick it into a pot with soil in it. I've done that as a kid. I remember thinking, oh, I can just grow trees and stuff. I remember taking cuts of trees and sticking them in flower pots or just sticking them in um, the dirt in the garden and stuff like this. They always died. They didn't have a root system. They couldn't get their nourishment. They couldn't get their water and stuff. In other words, it's cut off and can do nothing. Sound familiar to the passage? You see, Jesus is telling us the same thing about our relationship with him. If we do not remain in him, and remember, the word remain here is the same word um, as abide or to dwell with. It's the Greek word meno. So to remain in him, to abide in him, to dwell with him is what is being said. If we do not do that, we cannot be productive and fruitful for him. He actually tells us that we can do nothing. Now, that doesn't mean we can't do anything at all. We can still walk, talk, work at a job, raise a family, and do a lot of other things. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about something much more important. He's talking about our spiritual life and what is produced by it. You see, there are some people claiming to be Christians. Maybe they are. They go to church on Sundays. They sing in church. They listen to a sermon. Man, they even put money in the offering plate when it's passed. And some teens go to youth groups 
And some even sing in the church band or are student leaders in the youth group. And some people even attend Bible studies or small group studies during the week. But when you look carefully at their spiritual life, they're as barren and dry as the Judean wilderness. They have no fruit. Their life is barren. Many people are not truly living for God, by God's power, but by their own achievements. They do not spend time with God in his word or in prayer. This makes their life a dry and barren place, producing little or no fruit for the kingdom of God. Oh, how different it can be if we spend time attached to the main branch or trunk, which is God. For when we spend time daily getting nourished in his word, praying, communicating with God, we can produce much fruit. Let me ask you, have you ever gone without a, a whole day without eating at all? Don't you get hungry? I think some people spiritually are starving practically to death. They've gone weeks without any type of nourishment. But you see what Jesus says here? Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. It's when we put our trust in God and spend time communicating with him daily that we not only grow, but God can use us to produce much fruit. We can become a virtual ripe orchard for God. But there is a condition. Just as a branch must be attached to the trunk daily to get its water and nourishment so it can produce fruit, we must be attached to God through his word and in prayer to produce fruit too. The fruit we can produce is furthering God's kingdom, bringing him more glory. So let me ask you, where are you right now? Are you attached to the vine? Are you getting your daily dose of nutrients and water from the vine? In other words, are you spending time daily with the vine dresser? Are you growing spiritually? Are you producing good fruit? Or are you starving, separated? Hmm, interesting questions. I'd like you to think about that. Well, that concludes our lesson today. And so until we meet again, take care and may God bless. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to our donors who make this program possible. You can help us produce the next course by becoming a donor at evidenceforfaith.org give or use the links in the description. Don't forget to leave a comment, a review, likes, and shares to feed the algorithm and help others find this content. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.